Welcome to Liquor and Liqueur Connoisseur, where I drink, discuss, and discover the world of distilled spirits. I'm your host, Matt Burchard. This is episode 24, and I'm drinking Humboldt's Finest. Liquor and Liqueur Connoisseur is a podcast I started so that I could drink more, exploring the world of distilled spirits and sharing them with you, my audience. For every episode, you should expect that I'll be well-researched and educational, also entertaining and consistent in my reviews. And what is Humboldt's finest? It's an infused vodka, but it's infused with hemp, yielding a spirit with aromas of cannabis with none of the effects. I spoke with the distillery's founder, Abe Stevens, for this episode, and my thanks to him for taking the time to tell me his story so I can share it with you, and also for providing me with this bottle for the tasting. The bottle I have is a standard 750 milliliter. It is a vodka bottled at 40% alcohol by volume, a standard 80 proof. It retails for around $25 to $35, depending upon availability. So let's open this up and get to the tasting. For all my tastings, I use a nosing glass. I taste the spirit neat, just out of the bottle at room temperature, no ice, just as a way to get the true flavor and aroma of the spirit. Okay, let's open it up. It's got a nice foil on the neck and a little zip strip here. Pull it off, get that. And a Plastic stopper. Love the pop. Here we go. <laughs> Brings me joy. And I'll say, the nose just on the bottle, it's very gin-like. So, let's give it a pour. In the glass, it's got a pale green color. It's difficult to discern in the glass, but in the bottle, you can see the color a lot more clearly. It is very slight, however. On the nose, it's very piney. I get pine is the first, kind of the most forward aroma. But there's an underlying lemon to it as well. And some other botanical. It's floral in a way, but it feels, it smells like freshness, like you're in the forest, perhaps. Um, yeah, it's it, it smells wonderful, <laughs> to be honest. Gin-like, but without a, a juniper hint. There is pine is the more forward flavor, but it's a lemony pine. And now, let's try it on the palate. That's quite good. It definitely is smooth to me. There's a bit of ethanol burn and an 80 proof spirit tasting it neat, but it also has a creamy mouthfeel for me as I swish it around. The botanical notes, it, it is green tasting, uh, which I guess is what they're going for in the flavor profile. Let's try it another again. Yeah. It, it's smooth and creamy. I like that. Yeah, it's, it's just kind of green tasting, which is a way to say it's got an indiscriminate botanical flavor to me. I think Humboldt's Finest really shines on the nose, though. 
The aroma is lovely. On to the history. Humboldt's Finest is a product of Humboldt Distillery, who released their first product, a vodka, in 2013. The distillery was founded by Abe Stevens and his wife after they had a desire to return to Humboldt County, California. Abe studied chemistry in college in Chicago, and that's where he met his wife, Courtney. Their careers after college took them around the country, but they had a desire to get back to where Abe grew up. Looking for a career change and also being curious with a tolerance for a calculated risk, the plan to start a distillery was formed. As early as 2010, Abe attended a distiller's conference in my hometown of Portland, Oregon. He'd seen craft breweries taking off and being successful, along with some craft distilleries. So with his background in science, coupled with a childhood desire to have a laboratory of his own, the distillery seemed to make more and more sense. Plus, Abe tells me the distilled spirits industry can be fun, which I agree with. They took the leap and moved to Humboldt, and with the natural beauty and purity of the environment around them, they really wanted to be kind to the environment from the get-go. Abe and Courtney enjoyed fishing, and they had seen the impacts of agricultural runoff on river systems, and that led them to commit to being a low-impact business from the beginning. They note on the Humboldt Distillery website that their spirits are 60% water and protecting the pristine local water sources that contribute to making their products so special was a goal of theirs from the beginning. To this end, Humboldt took the extra steps needed to become a certified organic distillery. It's more work than being a traditional distillery would have taken because you have to have certified organic inputs for your processes, but it's been worth it. Abe also told me that they pretty much bootstrapped the operation from modest beginnings. They were assisted by an economic development loan for the purchase of their building, but otherwise they built their business on a combination of their savings and Abe doing most of the work himself. He's the founder, head distiller, head sales guy, and as shown on the website, he's driving the forklift as well. I get the sense after talking with Abe that he's a real roll up your sleeves and do the work kind of guy. So after they had done planning and bought the building and got the distillery up and running, their first product hit store shelves in 2013 as an organic vodka. And people liked it, and they kept buying it. So that's what they focused on, making more vodka and keeping the bottling line running. They experimented with some small batch brandies, a pear and an apple, and they put away a little organic malt whiskey that they've been recently doing limited bottlings of. But in the first years of the distillery, the focus was on the vodka, though a spiced rum and an original rum followed in around 2014 or 2015. Humboldt's finest, however, came about because Abe listened to his customers. Humboldt County, California is part of the Emerald Triangle. This is a region of Northern California made up of Humboldt, Trinity, and Mendocino counties that is a well-known cannabis-growing region. Since at least the 1960s, growers have been planting and harvesting cannabis in these three counties in California. When Abe was doing sales and deliveries of Humboldt's organic vodka in the early years, he'd often get the wink-wink, nudge-nudge question about when he was going to put some quote-unquote local flavor into his spirits, referring of course to adding cannabis to the recipe. Well, after hearing this suggestion enough, Abe thought that the old adage that the customer is always right may be worth heeding, and so he decided to give them what they were asking for. 
Even with the legalization of cannabis for recreational use, the laws in all states forbid the sale of alcohol with cannabis and vice versa. It's also still federally illegal at the time of this recording in 2020, so obviously a psychoactive version would be off the table. Food-grade hemp is legal nationwide, and hemp, which is distinct from marijuana, the version of cannabis containing THC, which is the psychoactive compounds that get you high, Hemp is grown for food, fodder, and fiber. So, Abe used hemp seed, and after a fair bit of tinkering at the lab bench, he'd arrived at a recipe and a method to produce Humboldt's finest. He told me it took a while to get it approved, but with no trace of THC or CBD, which is the non-psychoactive cannabinoids in the spirit, it was cleared for sale. In producing Humboldt's Finest, Abe wanted to capture the fresh leaf character of the plant. Humboldt's Finest is compared to a gin, and I think it tastes and smells like a gin in many regards, and the comparison is correct. Gin is essentially just flavored vodka, with a primary botanical being juniper. Humboldt's Finest replaces juniper with hemp. However, some of the terpenes, which are organic compounds that give plants their aromas and flavors, they're found in the essential oils of a plant, are shared between juniper and hemp. For instance, alpha-pinene is a terpene found in juniper and cannabis, and it's also found in pine needles. And that, I think, is the primary note I'm getting when I'm smelling it. So the use of hemp for flavoring with the terpene profiles available now seems like a rather obvious choice. Use hemp rather than juniper, and you get a fine spirit. After Humboldt's Finest was launched, it won a double gold medal at the 2017 San Francisco Spirits Competition. The website describes Humboldt's Finest in part. Our botanicals won't get you high, but they will lift your spirits with this unique liquid that drinks like a gin, but not. Humboldt's Finest has been a hit. Abe told me that they sold about a thousand cases in California in 2019 with plans to double production. However, the COVID-19 pandemic, which has closed many bars and restaurants, has slowed those plans down some. The spirit really shines in the hands of bartenders, and on-premise sales are a key driver for this spirit. You can get Humboldt's Finest in most states via online orders through third-party spirits websites and on store shelves in about a dozen states. My home state of Oregon, however, being a control state, Abe says the OLCC, which is the Oregon Liquor Control Commission, hasn't been too comfortable with Humboldt's Finest, but he admitted it's been a while since he approached him about it. Anyway, it can be had online. And how do they go about making Humboldt's Finest? It's an infusion of Humboldt Distillery's organic vodka with locally grown hemp seeds and some other secret ingredients. If you were making a gin, it would be referred to as a compound gin process as the Flavoring and infusion is done after distillation. The THC-free hemp seed is infused with a few minor other secret ingredients. Abe did tell me that they're using a terpene extract from hops to accentuate a flavor note they targeted in the spirit that they had difficulty replicating from just the hemp. But because hops and cannabis are so closely related, being in the same plant family, the terpenes, which are the chemical compounds present in the flowers of both plants, are in some cases the same. When Humboldt's Finest was being created, the legal cannabis industry was still in its infancy, so the infrastructure of that industry that exists today was not yet present. This means that Humboldt developed their process for infusion on their own, using what was available at the time. 
Today, if you wanted to recreate it, you could likely order up any number of refined terpenes from hemp to your liking from any number of producers in the legal cannabis space. But that was not the case several years back when Humboldt's Finest was first created. So they're primarily using hemp seed for the botanicals with a few other ingredients in the method they pioneered, and they've stuck with it. But the infusion can't be done without first having the vodka. And Humboldt Distillery Vodka is made from domestically sourced sugarcane. As an organic distillery, Abe told me they had to look around a while to find a certified organic sugarcane grower, but they found one in Florida. And that's where all the raw material comes from for all their spirits. The choice to go with a sugarcane versus a grain, as is more typical for vodka, was twofold. First, it came about from experimentation in producing vodka. Vodka is essentially ready to go as it's distilled, only requiring being brought to bottling proof with pure water. And vodka is therefore the first product most distilleries make. It's for a sound business plan. You don't need to age it. It's ready to go as soon as you make it. But in creating the vodka, in Abe's opinion, grains as the inputs for distillation didn't have as clean of a taste. He found them harsher than the sugarcane-based distillation. And Abe described it to me in a way that makes a lot of sense to me, and I honestly never thought of it this way. He said that new spirits based on corn or rye, typical whiskeys, they're often rather harsh right out of the still. The terms white lightning or white dog don't really describe a smooth spirit. In whiskey, new grain spirits need to be aged to mellow them and improve their flavor. Whereas new rum, which is a sugarcane-based spirit, tends to be pretty good right out of the still. In fact, white rum is essentially this. But the choice to use sugarcane for the vodka was one of flavor preference for Abe. So you may now be wondering if Humboldt Distillery's vodka is simply a white rum. And the shorter answer is no, it's not. All distilled spirits are made by yeast converting sugar to ethanol. It's just a wide variety of sugar sources to feed the yeast, often from starches first breaking down into sugars, why barley is malted, for instance. But the distinction between a rum and vodka, both made from sugarcane, has to do primarily with the distillation concentration. Vodkas are distilled to around 95% alcohol by volume, essentially making them a neutral spirit of pure ethanol that's then diluted with water to bottling proof. Rums, on the other hand, usually are not distilled to such a high concentration. Much of this, though, can just end up being semantics, because you can technically make vodka from any sugar source as long as it's distilled to mostly pure ethanol. Back to the choice of sugarcane, though. Abe preferred the flavor he got for his vodka, but also wanted to produce a rum, eventually. He told me a story about going to a distilled spirits conference where there was an event, kind of after hours, that allowed all attendees to sample each other's wares. He noted dozens of tables full of whiskey with one small table of rums, and Abe thought it would be easier to stand out in the marketplace with a rum than a whiskey. The Humboldt Spiced Rum was the second product released from the distillery. Another note on production of Humboldt's Finest as I mentioned earlier, it has a pale green color. This is an added color, and it's noted on the label as being a certified color added. I asked Abe about the choice to color the vodka, and he said it comes down to the aesthetics of the product. They debated adding the certified color, but in the infusion process, some green is picked up from the botanicals, but it varies and isn't very pronounced. So the addition of some color helps to keep the product consistent, batch to batch, and it sets it apart visually from the regular vodka. 
Abe said he's done some experimentations with carbon filtering and he can remove the color, but he's chose not to yet. I personally think that the color adds to the enjoyment of the spirit. It definitely makes sense for me that it's green. So next, on to consumption and cocktails. Again, Liquor in the Core Connoisseur is not a cocktail podcast, but I do discuss notable cocktails for each spirit. I've been enjoying Humboldt's Finest Neat, but it would be lovely on the rocks. It is a good substitute for gin in most cocktails. Abe tells me that many bartenders have embraced it as something new on the market, and they've been experimenting with it. However, there are two cocktails that Abe himself enjoys and recommends. They're ones that he'll use at tasting events to showcase the flavors of the spirit. The first is a hemp highball. It's made with a jasmine simple syrup, lemon juice, seltzer water, sliced cucumber for garnish. Of course, Humboldt's finest. The second cocktail Abe recommended is named Green Gardens, and it features a bit of green chartreuse along with fresh lime juice, simple syrup, and a muddled yellow bell pepper and fresh oregano leaves, of course with Humboldt's Finest. I'll provide the recipes and show notes for this episode. So in summary, what do I think of Humboldt's Finest? It drinks like a gin. It's quite nice. It's very creamy. I enjoy it. It's a nice smooth spirit. If you have the opportunity to pick up a bottle, I'd recommend it. So that's it for this episode of Liquor in the Core Connoisseur. As always, I'm your host, Matt Burchard. Please subscribe and share. Show notes are on liquorinthecoreconnoisseur.com. You can find the show on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. The show is also active on social media. Facebook and Instagram are my top picks. Please leave me your feedback. And as always, thank you for listening. Thank you.